See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my god. And we're back after what seems to be a, a millennia. That's not true, but it's been a long, long time since I've done a new show. This is, of course, Slow Robot A Go Go. My name's Mal, and with me as now, Sally, <laughs> Sally the, the Sally, Beer Wench. Sally the Beer Wench. Uh, kind of a rarity here. Uh, we're trying to do a little bit of a rebranding, relaunch of uh, Slow Robot, but don't worry. We're going to be still talking about the same kind of movies. Uh, this is a momentous occasion for you listeners at home, because I've done podcasts since 2006. I'm on word of about 2,000 podcasts under my belt uh, through the various shows, various radio shows. Right? This is the, actually the very first time that Sally the Beer Wench has been on air at a microphone. Is that right? It's very true. Why? Why? What took you so long? What took you thousands and thousands of shows to sit down and say, you know what? It's time for me to not be listened to by anybody. I just didn't know the power. <laughs> the power. Yeah. You're going to know the power. Anyway, thanks for listening. I know a lot of you guys have subscribed to our show. I've, I've kind of looked at the feed burner and I'm, uh, what happened was, I went out, you know, because for a while, you know, uh, co-host Dr. Morbius has moved on to uh, Greener Pastures. He's no longer with the show. He's no longer in the area. Um, and we, you know, and I just didn't, I couldn't really get, get things rolling very well. So I was repackaging the old Asian cult cinemas, which you guys have been listening to week in and week out for the for the past, whatever, six months, eight months, however long it's been. And I wasn't sure I was even going to continue the Slow Robot show. I was I was thinking about it. I was like, I'll just get rid of it and you know just go down because I have other podcasts, other radio shows I do. Um, I do Saki Bama Go Go and uh, Indie Circuit, which are both uh, RadioStPete.com shows. And I'm always doing this, that, the other thing. So, but what I did is I went to the Slow Robot Go Go dot WordPress dot com page and I made up a uh, two new pages for you guys to click. So it's really easy to find the movies. I did one, all the episodes, and then hyperlinked, like what what movie was done, and then hyperlinked the show. And then I also did a second page where all the movies are listed alphabetically. So if you go, oh my god, I want to look up whatever, uh, you know, just Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Well, there it is under G. You just click it, and then you can get right to it. And when I did that, uh, the show, like, just went away. WordPress just said nope and just and it was literally gone from existence and I freaked out and then finally after I contacted them like 12 times over the course of like two hours you know on a Saturday they finally were like oh my god look it was just a spam thing that catch that caught it we've we've you're you're good it's all good then I started thinking maybe the show is a little bit more important to me than I thought so that's when I was kind of like well what am I gonna do and I thought I thought it'd be funny to have Sally the beer wench here to uh because oftentimes over the years I've been made fun of quite extensively from Sally, because we'd be watching watch horrible movies. <laughs> yeah, we'd be watching horrible movies, and then I'd come out of the show and she's like, "What'd you rate?" I was like, "Ah, an eight. She'd be like, "What? What? what? Like, yeah, she'd literally give me the look like I had lobsters coming out of my ears. So I was like, "Okay, so what we're gonna do now is now uh, you know Sally will interject her opinion about some of the stuff we watch, and it might be a little bit more fun, or she'll lose, or she'll just stop caring." 
And then I'll just have her come in at the end of every show to make fun of what I've scored it, and then that's it. However this plays out, let's just let it roll. So, uh, you know, as usual, I'm going to start with, we're going to go over kind of what we watched, and I'll say what we watched, because obviously, for the most part, uh, you were in the room with me as I watched. Now, this first one was not. I watched Black Delilah again. Um, I had seen that one. It's like a noir take on that murder, the Black Delilah murder. Uh, I like it. It wasn't a great movie. It wasn't a terrible movie. Terrible movie. It just was. This is one where you were on the... I can tell this whole weekend was one that you were on uh, at work. Because then I watched uh, Foxy Brown. Again, one I've seen. Not Pam's... I forgot how nude Pam got in the early days. She was naked a lot. We saw her breasts quite often. And, uh... You know, not so much later in life, but now. But then, you know, so she was uh, she was nude early and often in Foxy Brown. That was a weird one. Um, I don't know. The black exploitation stuff is always a little bit uh, dicey. Some of them are more kung fu. Some of them are funnier. Some of them are weirder. This one was just a okay, whatever. You know, they had like this face transplant thing and stuff going on. I was like, what are you doing? Why? Why are you doing that? Then there was a marathon we went through together. I got a DVD from Netflix, and this was an Elvis uh, documentary DVD. I don't even remember the hell. The longest documentary. Uh, Elvis the Searcher? Yeah, Elvis the Searcher. I think it was called something like that. It was something along those lines. And we're watching this because we both like, uh, you know, I didn't used to like Elvis so much, but I've come to appreciate his music. We've been to, uh, to Graceland a lot of times. Um, this is, uh, this was so long. It was like three and a half hours or something. You're watching this and you're like, okay, now they're going to wrap it up. And, and the then, wrap up screen goes on. And then it's another chapter. And you're like, wait, what are we talking about here? And then you like, and I paused and I was like, this thing's three and a half hours. And you're already in two and a quarter. You're like, well, what am I going to do? I can't, you're in too deep, you know? <laughs> so I... I learned everything I didn't really want to know about Elvis in that sitting. It was a good, it was a fine documentary, and some of the stuff you do, some you don't know. That's what I've noticed about a lot of these documentaries. You watch them, and you're like, eh, and you, like some stuff you know, like the Beatles, or, or the stuff, the people around that have been in part of your life forever. You you know all there is, but then they'll you'll watch a documentary, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. And you drink beer, and then you forget it the next week anyway, so it doesn't matter. But what are you going to do? Uh, it, we, we, we powered through it. It we was, did. Did you learn anything from the? They didn't talk much about the drugs in that one. Well, at least they, they kind of totally ignored it. Well, they well they alluded to it yeah. a little bit because uh, you know there's towards the end and they were even kind of saying it was got bad. You know he was just living in the casinos and stuff. You're like that's no good for anybody. <laughs> Freaking Vegas. Who wants that? Uh, I still admire his stuff. I liked his music. I like he was he was a good guy. I, I honestly. Of the people that I've listened to, watched, and learned about, he was one I actually believe was a good guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that about many. You know, Lennon was John Lennon turned out to be kind of a creep. Like they all have these dark sides or these bad things that you hear about him. And I'm sure Elvis was no saint, but by all accounts, he was just kind of like this good old country boy that yeah. he was driven, and he I'm sure he was tough to work with at sometimes, but. Not much. I mean, I honestly do think he was one of those good-hearted guys, so that's nice. And for Christmas, the Santa, my, uh, the, the Santa brought me the the uh, uh, Back to the Future 
box set Blu-ray, and I was like, yes. So for <laughs> for Christmas, we watched all three of the Back to the Futures, and uh, I do wholeheartedly believe that's going to be a Christmas uh, tradition. Uh, tradition. Is just uh, you know make Stromboli and watch all three of the of the of the Back to the Futures because they they're a lot of fun. I mean, they, I I, sw- I think they hold up fine. They're of the time. If that, if somebody would talk about rebooting a the Back to the Future, you'd be like, keep it. You don't need. There's not the only charm that this thing has is because it's Michael J. Fox and the '80s, and you know, and there's just it wouldn't work. No. Some I mean, some things can reboot, some things not. This one is of the time. Leave it alone. It was, and all three of them are kind of funny in their own way. Uh, even the third one with a train inside, like okay, whatever, uh, you know. Uh, then I watched one called Time Changer, which uh, you were fortunate enough to miss that one. Uh, Sally the beer wench calls and goes, "What's up?" And I was like angry, and she could hear <laughs> I was angry. And I'm watching this Time Changer movie, and I was like, "I hate this movie. I want to find who made this movie and and, and hurt him physically." And I said, "Well, why don't you just stop watching it?" And I answered, "I'm in too deep. I've already. It's like I I love. I'm a sucker for sci-fi and time machine movies. I love time when people go through time and do all kinds of zany things and all that crap and step on a butterfly or kill a dinosaur or some crap, and." This one was like, okay, and it's like set in the 1890s, and then, and it's all, it's like one of those secret God movies. Like, who's that guy, Kirk? Uh, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron is famous for just making these Jesus movies now, and you're like, okay, whatever. So I just avoid those. Well, this one, they tricked me, and I was in too deep, and now it's all about just like Jesus and God, and and they're like showing them like, this is what happens if you take the Lord away from the message, then then this is what happens. And they're basically saying what happens is our reality. And you're like, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Um, and one of the other problems with it was not only the heavy-handed G- uh, religious stuff, which if you dig that, that's fine. Just keep it out of my time travel movie. And the other thing was, like, this guy that they cast, for some reason, they thought it would be really funny to just... His only expression was total astonishment. Like, he went to the future, and he forgot, like, what humans were. He didn't know what, like, like air surprised him. Everything surprised this guy. And you're like, look, man. Because then he always, and he immediately jumps into telling people what's right and wrong in diners, and, in, and he goes to a church and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, you know what might be a good idea? Shutting up. If you don't know where you are, like, I spent a year in Korea. Didn't talk much about nothing. You know why? You're a stranger in a strange land, and you shut up and just, just kind of go with the flow. You're not gonna stand up and tell them nothing about nothing. So just shut up and go with the flow. I mean, I know that probably would make a good movie, and it, it was a terrible movie. I, that would I hated that one more than today's affair. Easily, I, that movie was just it made me angry. Uh, and then I watched War Gods of the Deep, which was just great. I. I think there was a short-lived, and this is that was a fine movie. You know, it had Vincent Price in it. it had a, you know, it was, it was a good movie. It had what was that guy's name? Tad Hunter. Yes. It had Tad Hunter being a a big hunk, and uh, you know, it. There was a time in our in our history that you know underwater stuff was just the bee's knees. Everyone loved to see diving and swimming around and all that crap. Thankfully, that time is long gone. But every now and then you get trapped, and you're like, well, crap, you know. And, and that's what I've watched. And I, I know what, what I know what you've watched. Uh, what, what, Scandal. What, Scandal. 
Oh, <laughs> boy, did she take the heat for watching Scandal. That was a show kind of like Heroes, where it started out, and I was like, oh, this seems like an interesting show. It's all right. And then slowly over time, the episodes got more and more unrealistic, and the lady became more and more of a sociopathic, like, crazy lunatic, even though you're supposed to be rooting for her. And everyone in this show is just horrible. Like, if those people were real, the best thing that would happen is they all died at one time and the Earth just was, didn't have them anymore. Like, if a meteor hit that spot and it was just a field with them people in it, you'd be like, well, thank God that meteor took care of that mess. <laughs> now the world is exponentially a better place because you're all terrible, black-hearted, horrible people. And uh, I guess you don't name something scandal if there's people that are doing right by each other. That's... That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm full of dumb good points, <laughs> which you'll learn over the weeks and months. So, I don't know. Any, anything else you watch? Anything else you remember? I don't think so. No? Okay. I've been pretty cracked out on Scandal. Oh, I know. And you know, the, the hardest thing is because now I'm also juggling three different video games. And that's <laughs> that's no good for anybody. Like, I, I have my stupid phone game, Sumsum, which now... I have years invested in that stupid thing. If I, if I ever woke up and that was just gone, I don't really know what I'd do. <laughs> I'd just walk around looking at my phone like a stupid teenager. And then and I have then I started this new game I bought for the DS, which is the minis, where I'm doing like the little robot mini things, uh, like Mario versus Donkey Kong mini. And then we also started the old Animal Crossing on the Wii again. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? I don't have enough time. Like I, I have to juggle time so I can start my Animal Crossing to make sure there's no weeds. And then... And I gotta and go do the fishing. and then I go fishing and then the minis I have to make sure I got that I was like oh my god, so you can tell I got a lot going on. <laughs> None of it's worth anything. At the end, there won't be anything. All right. So as a part of a new, as I kind of thought of what I could do, what we could do better for you guys, what we could what what would make it a little bit more entertaining. Uh, I got, figured I'd set the stage. Now we're gonna t- we're gonna take a quick trailer break. And then when we come back, we'll set the stage of, of this time, the era that this movie was in. And then then we'll go right into it. If you're wondering, if you, you're you looking at your watch and you're like, minute 14, and he hasn't gotten to the movie yet? Oh, no. Don't worry. Well, I'm also going to make these kind of formula Like, the, the time of each show is going to be between 30 and 40 minutes. I mean, I'm not going to flex out in any of the super long ones. We're going to do one movie a, sh- a week. And, you know, kind of probably not as deep a dive, but we're going to talk about it and stuff like that. So we're going to take a trailer break. And then we come back. Well, you're in treat for the 2002 uh, year in review. Pluto Nash. (laughs) So buckle up, everyone. We finally got around to getting to Pluto Nash, the infamous Pluto Nash. We'll be right back. Now I swear. The next one of you primates even touches On a mysterious island in the South China Sea, there is a fortress without walls, protected by an invincible army that needs no ordinary weapons. This is Enter the Dragon, the first martial arts film produced by a major Hollywood studio. John Saxon, U.S. Karate Champion Jim Kelly, and Black Belt Hall of Fame superstar Bruce Lee. Penetrate the secret chambers of Han's evil empire. Discover its secret and destroy. This is Enter the Dragon, where the world's greatest martial arts athletes meet the ultimate challenge with the most ancient and deadly of weapons, the human body. 
Enter the Dragon. From Warner Brothers, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parents. When a man is trained for violence, he doesn't give a damn if it's on the battlefield or the open road. Chrome and Hot Leather is the story of Mitch, who marshaled his green berets against the biker's freak savagery. Mitch, a case-hardened fighter, tempered for combat in any kind of dirty war. Jim, the best right arm any outfit ever had. Hank, the battering ram, to plow through when the going got tough. In Chrome and Hot Leather, it was search and destroy in a gut fight to the finish. To the bikers, the message was loud and clear. Don't muck around with a Green Beret's mama, or you'll get your chopper rammed down your throat. See Chrome and Hot Leather, in color, rated GP. Hey, hey, it's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, the Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico! <laughs> and we're back. Yes, of course, that's right. Chrome and hot leather. I don't think I'll be doing that one. No, no, those motorcycle movies are a little tedious to me. I, I like some of them. Like, I, we did uh, CC and Company. Remember we did that? Uh, we used to have an old uh, public access show called uh, uh, Dub 420, and then we did uh, the CC and, CC and Company on one or two of the shows. Remember that one? That was the Joe Namath biker movie? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, she's been subject to this stupidity for years and years and years. She met me in 1990, so do the math. So, since 1990. All right, now I'm going to quickly set the stage. The year is 2002. We just survived the Y2K slaughter by all the killbots. We made it through that mess. And then Y2K was, uh, was, a, was in the rearview mirror. Y2J was still hanging around, but... That's neither here nor there. He became Fozzie. Now, the top song was Lose Yourself by Eminem. Uh, the big movies of that year were Spider-Man and Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Remember those? And sure, of course you don't. <laughs> ah, the world population had flexed out to a mighty 6,250,000,000. Kind of meager by today's standards, but that's okay. Uh, New Coke had stayed in production for 16 years, but finally... Uh, it was killed off in 2002. <laughs> Coke quietly said, no, this is Coke too, but here, look, we have Coke Classic, because everyone wanted to murder them. The sex symbols of those years of 2002 were Christina Aguilera, Jessica Alba, Julian Anderson, Jennifer Aniston. I know she, you're a fan of hers. I am. And uh, Christina Applegate. I'm pretty sure most of those girls are still on the sex symbols list, but I don't know. The reigning hunks were Brad Pitt, Tim McGraw, Russell Crowe, he's hit a few, uh, he's hit a few uh, <laughs> all-you-can-eat buffets since then. George Clooney, who is still a hunk of hunk of burning love. Aston Kusher from Dude, Where's My Car? And Justin Timberlake. Is he the gay guy or is he not gay? <laughs> no, he's the one that did Dick in a Box on Saturday okay, Night Live. Okay, see, Dick in the Box, <laughs> always reigning supreme. What, what happens here stays here was born as the Las Vegas slogan. And I know personally, if you listen to our other show, Saki Bama Gogo, Go, Pro Me is living proof that that is not a true slogan. <laughs> and if you, know, true. if you know the reason for that joke, then you know Pro Me. <laughs> All right. Winona Ryder was sentenced to three years probation, 480 hours of community service, $3,700 in fines, $6,355 in restitution, and ordered to attend psychological and drug counseling 
after being found guilty of stealing $5,500 worth of <laughs> merchandise from Saks Fifth Avenue. Oh, Winona Ryder, 2002 was not kind to you. <laughs> I wonder if she's ever finished any of that stuff. She probably still has community service. It's 480 hours is like forever. Uh, Ted Williams had his head fr- frozen that year. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell came out of the closet and said she was gay. Uh, Tom Green won five Razzies for Freddie Got Fingered in 2002. He showed up in a white Cadillac, rolled out his own red carpet, and he had to be dragged off stage because he wouldn't stop playing harmonica. <laughs> and I saved the best for last off my list anyway. Uh, Elmo from Sesame Street testified in front of Congress. So as you can tell, 2002 was not good on any on any on any level for anybody. Uh, 2002 was not good for our movie either. No, sure wasn't. When you had a list for 2002. <laughs> yes. I had a uh, bad movie, the Stinker Awards. Stinker Awards. Now that For is, our movie. I'm assuming that's We Wish We Were the Razzies, but we're not? Yes. 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 Okay. So. What, they what? were nominated for Worst Supporting Actor. Okay. Randy Quaid. Uh-huh. Worst Actor. Eddie that, Murphy. That's merit. Yeah, good mm-hmm. at that. Worst on-screen couple. <laughs> <laughs> Rosario Dawson and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Most painfully unfunny comedy. That is the kicker right there. Mm-hmm. This was not funny. Mm-mm. Okay, go ahead. It really wasn't. And what else you got? Worst picture. Okay. And worst sense of direction. Yep. I, the only thing that saved it was Freddie Got Fingered. Yeah, Because that was universally hated by, I think, even the people in that movie hated that movie. So, Which isn't uncommon. Did you have anything else for your list? No. That, okay. So, as we alluded to, we, we, we chose, we were going to do one, uh, what was it, Death, uh, Letters from Death Row, for, starring Brett Michaels, but the rip I got didn't work, so here you are with Pluto Nash. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, we, we got, we watched this, and I will say up front, I didn't hate this movie. Now, I didn't either. You didn't hate it. I came into this hearing my entire life because I'd never watched it. It's the worst thing in the history of the universe. Like, literally everyone said this is, like, spoofs, what was that, Robot Chicken, where, where they did that skit about when Brutal Nash came out and everyone was killing themselves and burning <laughs> down the, the, the things. Now, this did lose an incredible amount of money. This yes. lost $97 million or something crazy like that. 93. $93 million. Budget was $100 million. When you listen, when you list the names of people in this, I can see how. Yes. This movie had everyone in it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I mean, the cast was Eddie Murphy, Randy Quaid, Rosario Dawson, Joey Pants, Joey Pantolano, Jay Moore, who was nobody at that point, but he's, you know, he's still an actor. Uh, like, no, somebody knew him. You knew who he was. Uh, Luis Guzman, uh, Peter Boyle, Burt Young, you know, uh, Pam Greer was in this one. We didn't see her naked. Uh, <laughs> sorry, everyone. John Cleese was there, but I think he actually filmed his, I don't even think he got out of his, like, lounge for that one. He said, I'll do your movie, but I'm going to do it from my, from my uh, apartment in England, and they just, you know, Phoned it in, literally. Uh, so you know they have this this huge cast, and you go, well, how could this have missed? You know, it it was this it, it's this movie. If you don't know what this is, it's set on Mars. Uh, Eddie Murphy runs a like a really hip. Uh, he gets this he gets this rundown nightclub and and makes it the the greatest thing. And the Adventures of Pluto Nash, and it features Pluto Nash's like his own nightclub, and it's on the it's on the moon and. It's this real convoluted plot about how 
gangsters are trying to kill him to take over his club so he can so it can be because gambling's going to be legal and they want to have a gambling club there and i'm like none of this is how this works this doesn't none of this makes sense um and randy quaid is his like out-of-date robot that protects him because he used to be a smuggler a chihuahua a chi- smuggler. A chihuahua smuggler. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not say anything about drugs, kids. Uh, this is straddling the fence. They, it wants to be a kids' comedy, funny movie, but it's uh, there's lots of sexual innuendo and sexual jokes that that ner- that maid that's showing her butt all the time or asked to Randy Quaid. He's like, oh, she keeps saying whoops, which I got it. That I laughed at that. I, I that had, I had a genuine <laughs> laugh the first time she went whoops and she dropped it and showed her ass. And he's like, oh. That was from when I was younger, and I, I like, I literally laughed at that one. The but, first time. The first time, yeah, of course. <laughs> then it went on for a hundred uh, times. Uh, I, I said it, it. It seemed like they were trying for the like that. Um, was the multi-pass thing? What was that one? The fifth element. Yeah. They're trying for the fifth element look, but they were going for like a almost like an airplane style of comedy, like real not slapsticky like that, but real funny and goofy. But it just didn't do anything. No. Like it it didn't, wasn't funny. They no one in this. Oh my god! Did no one care in this movie? Like, no. Eddie Murphy. I I don't know what he was doing, but it wasn't the script. It wasn't working on like being funny. His timing was so off, and it and that's the thing. You watch it and you go, I don't know. He's trying to be the love interest for Rosario Dawson. And that's a paint by numbers. Oh, I need to get home to Earth. And, and I was told you can help me. And he's like, no. Okay, whoopsie doodle. Yes. You know, and you're like, I don't know. And then obviously she's the love interest. She's she's from Sin, uh, Sin City. Yeah. Sin City. Sin City. She ran one of the, she ran the hookers there. Or she was, the yeah, she was the queen of the hookers there. And, uh, but it was, what do you say about it? You know, like this is one of those movies where you kind of watch it and you shrug and go, well, thank God I didn't buy that, you know. Um, I actually had to rent it for this for the show. There was some interesting stuff about it, though. Uh, Pam Greer was in it. That's Eddie Murphy's mom, um, and she's she's being Pam Greer. You know, like the worst act, the worst Pam Greer movie is still a Pam Greer movie. Uh, at this point, she has so much cult following and street cred. You know, she's kind of in whatever. Uh, but boy. I and you know I like how he said I didn't hate it but now but I'm thinking about it I was like boy I kind of did hate this movie because it's just was, it was like who cares you know in the end spoiler alert the person that was doing the the evil deeds was a clone of Eddie Murphy so he's fighting himself and you're like this is terrible and then Jay Moore became like a Frank Sinatra guy on Pluto Nash's direction you the know, clone Pluto Nash the clone Pluto Nash like and. Uh, that it was like there was also what was the one uh what was the andrew dice clay one the the rock and roll detective of oh, uh, ford fairlane Ugh. now i hadn't we haven't revisited that for some time we liked it when we watched it i have a feeling it doesn't age so well <laughs> this is one of those movies from the 2000 late, early, late 90s early 2000s where like the guy you're watching is the coolest of the cool he has the answer for everything and if he says the answer it catapults that person through anything they could even imagine. Like he tells Jay Moore, Oh, don't be that be in a, be like a cool Italian guy. Instant fame. 
Oh, yeah. don't do that. Like, <laughs> a, like everything he says just makes instant fame and instant success. And you're like, that's not how that works. <laughs> you know, and I, that, that was Ford Fairlane did the same thing where he's like, oh, the rock and roll detective, you know, and arm over the head, second a cigarette. You're like, okay, buddy. <laughs> we get it, 90s. We all get it. You're terrible. <laughs> well, as we watched it, what did you think about like some of some of the stuff you noticed or remember about the movie? It just it wasn't. I was expecting this to be a really horrible movie, and one of the first lines that Eddie Murphy says in the movie is "It's horrible." He said it like three times, so just it just was weird to me that that line was in the movie. <laughs> I did not notice that. Yeah, I did. I wrote that down right away. I'm like. Okay, but I was expecting it to be like a horrible, horrible movie, and it was That's wasn't. what you've heard your whole life. Yeah. That's the worst thing ever. It and was I, not a terrible movie. If, I think if we would have watched it in 2002... It would have been awful. We would have hated it. Yeah. The only redeeming factor is if you haven't watched it till 2018, and you watch it, you're like, eh, it sucks, but at least it wasn't three and a half hours or something. Yeah. Like, you just go, I don't know. It wasn't. You shrug because you've seen. You've seen way worse I have. by my mm-hmm. torturous ways. You know, <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> so much worse. Way <laughs> not even not even remotely close to this bad. You know, or as bad as those. Uh, you know, but, so I can't hate it, but on the other hand, I don't like it. Correct. You know, I would agree. Did anything jump out at you that you remember as being funny? No. See, even Randy Quaid, who now has since become an alcoholic and, and an insane, he's in a not in an insane asylum, but he sure should be. He's crazy and he's yeah. done all this weird stuff that you're like, okay, let's put him away, everyone. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Eddie Murphy is doing the Shrek stuff, but other than that, does he do anything? I don't. No. See, I remember growing up, Eddie Murphy Raw was one of the first things I came back from the mall and I bought Eddie Murphy Raw. I, on VHS, everyone, yeah. I lived in a... I, I, the only form of entertainment was the Atari and a VCR, so you, you deal with it. I watched that every day. I watched Eddie Murphy Raw every day, I think. I'd come home from school and I'd put that in and just... I memorized every joke, every like line, and he was really funny. And then, But he just kind of became not funny. Yeah. Well, he's a, it was, he was a good stand-up. Yeah. Didn't translate well to being an actor. Yeah, not so much. I'm sure, because, what was it, 48 Hours he was in? He was in a couple of things that were okay. Again, I'm sure if you watch 48 Hours now, you'd be like, okay. Okay, let's uh, let's get through this. So, I don't know. I mean, I can't... Uh, I almost wanted to say you should watch this movie if you haven't seen it, uh, just so you can say you've watched it. But there's not, there's not even any point to that. Like, sometimes you get through something that's bad just to say, like a badge of honor. You're like, yeah, yeah I saw that movie. It sucked. And <laughs> and this isn't even that, because you go, I watched that movie, and who cares? Yeah. Like, it wasn't it wasn't offensive or stupid enough that you that's even, like, gives you street cred. It's just like, oh, well. I watched it. And then people go, why'd you do that? I was forced to. <laughs> that's your answer to everything. <laughs> see, see how it always lands on this guy. Poor Mao. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this one here, um, I'm going to go lower. Usually for a movie like this, I do a straight five because I'm like, who cares? They don't care, so why should I? So it's directly in the middle, one way or the other. This one, I have to say, goes like a four. It's 
it just sucks enough that you don't want to give him any money. Like if I could, if you could steal this movie to watch it, steal it by all means. Don't, please don't give any money to this. I ended up renting it, and I feel bad for that two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> I don't. I, I want to do a class action suit to get that money back, but I don't <laughs> think that's going to go anywhere. <laughs> so I mean, what would you say something like this? Rate, how would you rate something like this? I would. I was had four in my head too. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. You know, the first time she came here with her guns loaded to blast me for liking something that's terrible, and I did a, <laughs> I did a, ha, a reverse zabida, an old wrestling move. For you think it's gonna go one way? Whoopsie doodle goes the other way, and now, now she's hitting there eating crow. This isn't know. the worst movie you've ever made me watch. <laughs> you. Yeah, just stay tuned, everyone. They'll be it'll, way worse in the, way in the worse. future, as you know. You, you <laughs> hey, go go to the go to the slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com and look at the episode list. There was movies on there. I swear, I'm typing about has I like I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Now, some of that's alcoholism, some of that's being old. I don't know what you want to say, but wow. So there you have it. I guess uh, in the in, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoy the new format. I hope you enjoy it. You know, it's going to be a once and done one movie kind of uh, set the stage a little bit and, and we'll do some other stuff here and there just to keep things a little interesting, hopefully for everyone that's listening. Uh, thanks, Sally the Beer Wench, for your first and hopefully her first of many appearances. But usually if it goes the way I think it's going to go, I'll be sitting back here by myself <laughs> with the cat in no time. Don't worry, everybody. All my co-hosts always leave me. <laughs> Everyone leaves. It's just it's just me and a crazy... I'm, I'm going to be like the Unabomber in a little hut somewhere. Like a little shack shack with a Unabomber <laughs> outfit and tinfoil on my head talking about <laughs> movies. You know... And I, that I stole from the local library because I'm crazy. You know, so. <laughs> but we'll see. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. My name is Matt with me, as always. Sally the Beer Wench. And we'll see you next week with more glorious movie review. Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got. The answer is